everybody, this is James. And Marco. And Nabil. And this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 141. First off, we do want to let you guys all know, Happy New Year's, as we are Happy New Year's. into that 2023. Yep. And we are trying, uh, just as a heads up, we are trying a new recording um, way today. So if this sounds a little bit different, if it sounds better, if it sounds worse, let us know. Because we are trying something a little different at the start of the year. Will it be better? Who knows? But, you know, here we are. It's Only better for us, and that's what's important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Behind the scenes. Trust me, guys. So, rolling right into this, uh, our f- podcast today, we have a special one. We do this every year. It's an annual one. We are doing the top films of 2022. That's our top 10 films per person with a little two honorable mentions with it as well. Um, we'll, we'll try to not spoil movies. So, just... But if we do have to spoil it, if it helps us explain why we liked it or not, I guess we will bring that up as well. Just to let you know. But I mean, the keyword is up. try. So try. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, Nabil just starts mouthing stuff off. He doesn't know any better. Yeah. Just a, it's just, you know, I like to express my feelings through words. That's it. He's just a person. He's just a person like us. Too. Please don't censor him. Yeah. So without <laughs> further ado, let's get into the Movie Pals pod top 10 films of 2022. Let's stop here for a moment to let you all know about Newsly. Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up the most trending articles on the web on topics you choose at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time ever, the entire web becomes listenable all in one place. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. You can follow any topic as specific as you like from sports, tech, business, science, Bitcoin, or heck, even the Kardashians. Newsly will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud they even have digital radio. Did we mention they also have podcasts from over 80 countries? Well, they do. And guess what? The Movie Pals podcast is there, too. I started using Newsly as my default podcast player, and I can't think of ever going back. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or from the link in our description. And make sure to use our promo code TMPALS. That's T-M-P-A-L-S to receive a one-month free premium subscription. Newsly, stop scrolling and start listening. So, with the top 10 films here, before we do want to start, I did want to just ask the guys here. Since, by the way, just like last year, we were just doing it from 10 to 1. Honorable mentions, we're going to actually mention before our top film. So it kind of throw, maybe throws you off a little bit. But we don't know each other's list, actually. So we're actually going in. This is completely, I mean, we might have a general idea of what might be on it, but we don't know the exact positioning of them. But I want to start with you, Nabil. What was, um, what was kind of your thought process for your, your, your list here? My, my, it was really a feeling thing again. You know, a lot of the films that we got to see, um, this year, especially felt a bit more, uh, epic to an extent in the theaters. Like I, there was just a much more sense of having fun at the theater, uh, having fun watching a film. So that's kind of how I went about it. I didn't see, and I feel like a lot of those films were coming at the end of this year anyways, but I didn't see a lot of artistic films, a lot of thought-provoking films to some extent. So those will probably be left for our Oscars list. Um, I did see a few, but the films that are on my top 10 were more just stuff that I I really kind of enjoyed coming back into the form of, if I could, see it in the movies or being able to have that kind of popcorn experience you've been at home. That's that's a good thing to hear, actually, because I remember, I mean, especially two years back, you know, in the forgotten yeah. time, 
um you had a big issue with that with like that even last year i think you didn't think that was as it was many, harder so. yeah. yeah it's good to know uh what about you marco what was your uh, thought process on your uh, your list here no plan no plan you just dart boarded it up you're like whatever hits, i just closed i just closed my eyes and pointed baby and then i said here we go Okay, well, I mean, hey, sometimes no. it's the way you got to do it, I guess. Okay. <laughs> got a maverick no, I, in here, huh? Pretty similar to Nabil, just kind of went with feeling and experience. I tried to mix it up with big blockbusters and also low-budget RC films. Did I get that balance? I don't think as much as I wanted to. I think it kind of leaned a little bit more heavily on kind of mainstream, but... This is fine. A lot, yeah. A, a lot of that had to do with you know time and having a new job and trying to balance that out, you know, with fitting things in. So just a little bit of adjustments there. And sometimes these artsy films, I mean, a, a good portion of them were out on VOD, which helped, but some others were theatrical release only and in other cities or something. So or just in a time frame where I just couldn't make it. But for the most part, I just wanted to, yeah, have a, an experience and take in what I could with the time I had. That's great. Uh, were there any movies that you two, by the way, I know that you said there was a few. Anything specifically, Nabil or Marco, that you didn't get to see that you did want to see, perhaps? Well, for me, there there was one film that, for some reason, I just never got a chance to watch yet, which is... Uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent that uh Nick Cage oh, wow. film. Wow, I'm shocked you haven't seen that. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things, and for some reason, I just never sat down to watch the movie yet. And I'm I wanted to even see it near the end of the year, and I, I just couldn't get it into the rotation. So I'm hoping to see it maybe sometime this month. But that's one I really yeah. felt like I missed. Yeah, I saw that one in theaters actually. So uh, what about you, Marco? Three that come to mind are uh, one you mentioned to us recently, Cha Cha Smooth. Or Cha Cha Real Smooth, I think. Yeah, yeah that's really that's so one. that that's one for sure. The Whale is one I I really wanted to to see, but didn't get a chance. But I, I am gonna make an effort to try to see it because it. I mean, it looks really good. Yeah, and strangely enough, Mar- Marcel. Oh, the sh- the shell with shoes on. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't get. It. I I totally forgot about it, and I know you told me when you went to go see it, James. And then I was like, oh, I'm gonna check that out, and. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I you're. Um, I think you'd be surprised by that one. That one is yeah, um, a, a pretty good movie. Really good. It's yeah. a sweet little message, and uh, I saw that with my niece. Actually, we both like that one. Oh, a lot, right so. Yeah, for so. my list though, guys, I I went with um, just kind of like last year too. I guess anything that I, I emotionally connect with, I guess, is what I try to go for. It's one of those things that like if I don't I don't have to necessarily be sad, but if it, if it invokes some kind of a feeling in me, I think that's the way that I kind of roll with things. And James um, has been dead inside for the last two years, so he really needed this. this year. <laughs> well, thanks, Bill. The great guy. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 similar in that ways. Um, I think you guys will. I, I think it's a, a solid list. Um, and it's it's one of those things where. I, I caught most of the movies I wanted to see. There's not really anything that I'm like, oh, I didn't see it. and Because I know we have our Oscar stuff coming up, and I know I can catch all those, you know, art art house kind of films then, because that's what it's kind of turned into, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But um, for the most part, I saw everything I wanted to see, and there's not a movie that I didn't get to catch. So, 
Nice. It's almost at easier least, to least, yeah to base our the lists on just like emotion or viewing experience and just kind of yeah go with that honest feeling, you know. And, and it's definitely something like it's not gonna be for everyone. Obviously, there's some movies on my list yeah. that you know people mm-hmm. quite frankly do not like, and I know they don't like. So it's like okay, but um, yeah. it's fine. These are movies that I liked. So if you like my taste in movies throughout the year, you probably figure something else on her. So. Yeah, so, kind of same. Like it's it's sort of like this. This is what I my I personally recommend, and you know it's it's some of them may not be for the general audiences, but hey, take a risk. Yeah, I won't lie to you guys. I did a little. I, I told myself I was going to do this, but I did a mad dash of some movies this last two weeks, just to kind of catch up on a few that I I did miss or things that were still in theaters. But outside of that, it wasn't anything like crazy. So. You kept up at, a, I think, a solid pace. Yeah. Obviously, we talked about this like last year where you had a, like a record number of films that you were able to catch in a year. Yeah. But this year, I think you had a really good even keel pace. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't feel like you at all put yourself in a position where you rushed through it and felt like I got to go through this. Like it was pretty. And I think a lot of the films were more accessible too that we wanted to see. They but, were. Um, you were able I will, to I'll agree with that. And also, I, I'll, I'll mention that. Um, I got a new job this year too, and I think especially the middle of the year took a lot more time up. And I don't know, I just didn't feel like I needed to. I don't know. Like I used to watch a lot of films sometimes when I worked at my old job. You know, spoiler alert. And I think because of that, like I didn't do that this time because I feel like this job's a little more important. No offense, everyone, but <laughs> uh, so I just didn't couldn't do that kind of same stuff like I used to. So. But on top of that, I, I I talked last year like I was like, hey, I want to get into other hobbies. And, and I did. So this year I got into different hobbies and I didn't don't get me wrong. It's still a massive number of movies I watch, but I, I watched what, 105, 104 less movies than last year. So um, a little better balance. Go. So and truthfully, I'm just tired of watching movies that make me feel like shit or sad. Which, I mean, let's face it, the Oscar We'll movies, probably spend the next month or two doing yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I'm always like, you know what? After that, I'd rather just watch movies I want to see. So like, oh, I, I watched a lot more uh, horror films or feel-good movies this year, I think, too. Which is fine. You know, It, it so. depends, though. Some Sometimes those those make-you-feel-like-shit movies are like, hey, I'm, I'm not alone. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Or it's like, hey, or sometimes it's even like, hey, my life's not as bad as I thought it was. So I'm like, yeah. oh, shit, okay, never mind. So, guys, let's get into our list. Uh, I just want to let you guys know the way that I'm doing it for each round. I'm actually using a randomizer just to kind of throw it around. So it's going to actually start with Nabil, me, then Marco for uh, our top 10 pick or number 10 pick. And then we will uh, go on from there. What he's not telling you, though, is that there's a wild card button on there. And it's a picture of James with a ripped shirt on. I don't know what it means. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm up first. My number 10 spot is the film Barbarian. Keith? Nice. Yeah, Barbarian, you know, this This is a, for me, I felt like it was a horror film that kind of came out of nowhere. Um, there were a lot of good horror films this year. In fact, even James introduced me to a couple that I wasn't planning to watch, like um, X and Pearl, which were great films. But I feel like of the films I that even, I, I... I didn't even know you saw those, Nabil. Yeah, <laughs> I well, you know, I I was intrigued from what your comments were, and I was like, okay, I got to check these out. And it's yeah, 
you know, they were great films. And so I feel like it was a good year for horror on, on especially some of the more lower key ones. And Barbarian was a good surprise. And the fact that Justin Long is in it, um, I do like him in his horror films. I've, I think I've gotten accustomed to him being, you know, when he is in a, a horror film to appreciate it a bit more because he, he does so well in this kind of uh, weird kind of horror genre. And the premise was, I feel like, original enough. It was creepy. I There was elements of it. I didn't really know where it was going to go at the end. So I I felt like it was just a really well done, not overly scary, not overly gory, as, as you know, not my my uh, biggest fave of type of film. But um, mm. I felt like just watching through it, I enjoyed just from start to finish watching this film. And it, it's been a while since I've really been able to sit down in a horror film and say, like, this really was a story that I I wanted to see where it was going, didn't know what was going to happen, and wasn't too like freaked out or there wasn't too many jump scares for me to feel like, oh, you're just trying to do this just to scare me. Kind of thing. So I, yeah. I really uh, thought it was worth a top 10. Wow. I did not expect you to have a horror movie or anything, Nabil. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Shocked. Nice. Yeah, yeah. No, nice. that's great, man. Um, That's that's definitely a movie that I think um, I had a lot of fun with that one, man. That's a that's a that's a uh, it's a good story too, and it's 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 creepy, obviously. So uh, I think the less you know about that movie, the better too. By the way, if you can go and yeah, that, that, the trail. That's another good thing about it too. Is like the trailer was very uh, ambiguous. Like you, they didn't try to spoil too much, and so when I watched it, I was like, I didn't really know where this was going, anyways. And I'd only seen the first one. I know it was the second one, but um, watching that first one was all I needed to 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 get me interested into it. Mm-hmm. So that that was also, I think, a good part of it is that it doesn't spoil anything for you. So it is good to go in blind. Yeah, I, I didn't even watch the trailer when I watched. It. I just went in fully blind. But I, I would agree, it's going blind when you watch this one. All right, on to me. My number ten was a little film that is called The Whale. I know these rules can feel constraining, but remember, the point of this course is to learn how to write clearly and persuasively. Think about that. Think about the truth of your argument. You're an amazing person, Ellie. I couldn't ask for a more incredible daughter. So I saw this one actually recently. I think, I mean, it's what Darren Aronofsky, I mean, you either like him or not, I guess, but there's a lot of meaning to this movie. It's not just, you know, it's not just about a super overweight guy, but it's, you know, it's a lot of relationships and about love and family. And I, it really it really resonated with me. It's it's a movie where I, I also think the performance from Brendan Fraser is easily probably going to sweep everything. I think I think he might be the front runner if he indeed, you know, as this award season starts to begin. I think this is one of those movies where I think he's going to get everything, in my opinion. But who knows? I don't know. Sometimes I'm not good at predicting those ones, but uh, it's great. It's 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 not exactly a pick me up kind of movie though this is definitely one of those a little more depressing films you know but um like you probably need a comedy after you watch it (laughs) maybe i don't know but there's a lot to even like take in with this movie there's there's a lot going on so i i really enjoyed it i surprisingly really enjoyed it which was you know because i had heard some mixed things about the overall message of it but no i i think this is a worthwhile watch it's currently still in theaters too so if you can still see it i would say um Check it out, the whale. Nice. It's not limited release, right? It's like fully out in theaters. Depends. Kinda. It's in Depends. most theaters. You know the the ones that would play like this, the indie ones. Yeah, R2 yeah. ones. Oh, okay. out there, yeah. It's not at every theater. Yeah, I had to go. I uh, for this one in our area, it wasn't at, at uh, Fairfield, for instance. I had to go to Vacaville to go see it, but it was. But also I think it's phasing area. out, so it's probably going to come online in about a month or so. 
yeah. But if you can catch it in on in theaters, I'd say it, I think it's a worthwhile watch. Yeah, I'm gonna try to. Yeah. On to me, uh, my number ten movie of 2022 is a very recent one we just reviewed on the pod, Violent Night. You ain't driving, are you? I steer a little, but the ranger do my sword. <laughs> this is my fourth year as a Santa. How about you? I started the whole damn thing. We decided that you could have one gift early. What is it? That is a direct hotline to Santa Claus himself. I can talk to Santa. All right, revelers. Welcome to your worst Christmas ever. I generally, so, well, I generally get a lot of uh, of uh, great feelings when I hear you guys' lists because I, I have no idea what you guys' fucking lists are. Right. <laughs> so we recently reviewed Violent Night, and we just kept talking about what a great experience it was watching this movie and i think that's kind of what really made it onto my list that and the fact that it's pretty fresh on my mind and i just kind of thought back on it and again like we were all talking about going with feeling and experience and the overall experience and feeling that i got from this movie was great and not only that but it's an enjoyable film really it is it's you know it's super actiony it's a holiday film it's hilarious at the same time albeit a bit you know too violent maybe for some of you but for me it hit all the marks it it wasn't necessarily a perfect movie in my mind but it's definitely one that I could see myself watching you know early on again when it's released on VOD or maybe even seeing it in theaters again I would definitely repeat seeing this movie so I kind of went with all those elements and that's really what made it you know get on my list I, I think that it's just an enjoyable film overall nice no that's that's great that's um that's one of those like unexpected movies too that we talked about in the pod that was mm-hmm. like a fun watch man yeah right? it was it it wasn't what i was expecting especially if you seeing the trailer and we've talked about it obviously in our pod which everyone should listen to if you haven't already but the movie was fun to watch in theaters especially like it was just a good time to see that on screen yeah definitely so on to number nine Starting with moi, my number nine movie for 2022 was Prey. Why do you want to hunt? Because you all think that I can't. I saw a sign in the sky. I'm ready. Maui, Nita. So I really had to go down memory lane and look at all the movies that I saw for this year and really sit and think about it. And this one really just kept popping in my mind. Uh, It helped that I actually watched this with family as well, too, and they seemed to enjoy it as well. And I think that this movie brings the Predator franchise kind of back to form and also gives it kind of a new light as well. I, I just liked everything about this movie the cinematography the acting the action i i felt that everything was well balanced i felt that it it really did help kind of expand the lore of the predator franchise so you know i it's also one that i would definitely repeat watching again so 
you know, for that reason, it made my number nine, man. I definitely yeah. need to rewatch this one, I think, because this is the one where uh, first time I, I don't think I have a good enough go on it. Tight truth. So this is on my kind of rewatch list, too, for this year. Nice. Well, I think what I I, I agree with your statement of it, like being a, a good reintroduction of Predator, because just like the original Predator, the film doesn't solely focus on the actual Predator, whereas exactly. all these sequels, that's all about him. And so the, adding into that mystique again, and even though we know what he looks like and what they can do and whatever it is, like that added mystery in the, throughout the film versus it just being this killing right. machine. You see it everywhere. Like you are are kind of back into the mindset of like it's stalking you throughout the whole the whole movie and you don't know what it's doing or why. And You know, that that I think helped kind of bring it back to form. Yeah, some of the best elements of these movies are when the movie starts off as something else and turns into a Predator movie. And I feel like that's akin to the original where like it starts off really as a, you know, action packed movie. And then all of a sudden it just switches gears and does it so well. And I felt like this movie did the same. Solid choice. Okay. My number nine is Avatar The Way of Water. And we've uh, already talked about this film in, in depth on another one of our pods. But I will say that this made my list because of the watching it, the experience in the theaters, just the visuals was very breathtaking. And I, I hate to say it because I really don't didn't want I was theater chartering if I really wanted to even put this on my list um, because I did have my my issues with it, specifically the plot. But plot aside, like from a just cinematic perspective, like an experience, this film was just amazing and it's still doing great in the box office like people are still seeing it you know because it's just it's an experience you have to see you have to go and watch this film to really appreciate it and the more i think about those visuals and think about what world that james cameron was building the more i'm like i really just kind of enjoyed watching it's like i could put Mm -hmm. this on even at home you know when it eventually comes online uh, or or available at home and just have it on there to look at you know it's one of those films where i could have it on the background just continue to watch and maybe not really care about what's going on but just continue to stare because it just is so so visually beautiful and so that's definitely it's weird for a film that i feel like has no stakes from a franchise perspective compared to a lot of other ones but at the same time i'm i want to see more of this world and um, for that reason I, i put it on my top 10 Good choice, man. It is a movie to see in theaters. If any movie, I've, I've recommended it to a lot of people to like. You know, in three like, oh, should I see it in theaters? And I'm like, yeah, you should definitely see it in theaters before. You know, it's definitely one of those films that I, I, I think at home it would take away from it a bit. Uh, although, although it's still beautiful, don't get me wrong. But I, I think you know the, the experience is seeing that in theaters in 3D. So you want to go to Pandora? Yeah. My number nine is Babylon. I think what we have here in Hollywood is high art. It's... Party time! Sparkle time! If you could go anywhere in the whole world, where would you go? I always want to be part of something bigger. Yes! Let's go! Something that lasts, that means something. You know, when I first moved to L.A., you know what signs on all the doors read? No actors or dogs allowed. I changed that. Morning. Good job for you. I'll do anything. That's the cocksucker they said to screw us. So I just, uh, well, another one I just recently saw, but, and one that decimated, bombed at the box office, just to let you know. I really like this a lot. And I mean, I don't know if it's any 
biased toward Damien Chazelle. I really like the director. Um, La La Land was great. First Man was great. Whiplash is great. I like all his movies for the most part. So um, it is just a a beautiful look at the history of film in a way, but also in a way of seeing how people change and how people have dreams and how those things can change throughout the time. And it's a time period from, you know, um, um, silent films to, to sound films and what that did to those kind of actors. And I really like the lead performances. They're great. Uh, there's like a relatively unknown actor as one of the leads, Margaret Robbie, Brad Pitt. They're all great. Uh, it's a shame that a lot of people did not go see this movie. And I think it's, you know, probably going to get phased out of the, I think it's still in theaters right now, but it, it does have a monster runtime, which I know a lot of people probably see three hours and, um, God damn, was it 10 minutes? Three hours, 10, 15, something like Three that? Three hours and 10 minutes, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, as bad. long as Avatar. Like, it's fucking insane. But um, it is just, uh, I liked it a lot. I thought pacing, I liked it, like, everything about this movie. I, everything shot beautifully. It just shows how wild it was back then. And that's my number nine. I'm alone. Yeah, it really made me, though I also had my issues with the film, I will say that watching it made me feel like, I wonder how it really was in that in that era. You know, that transition between the silent film and the talkies, per se. So yeah. it, it was a really good illustration of it. And you're right. The acting was great. And it, it really was shot beautifully. Like every scene was very vivid. And mm-hmm. you, you uh, it was it's kind of to an extent like nonstop excitement throughout each scene. Definitely, man. All right. So I'm going to jump into number eight then. And this is probably no shock to anybody. But my number eight film is Halloween Ends. It's been four years since Michael Myers vanished without a trace. Hello. This one I've talked about so many times at this point, but this was such an unexpected movie for me that I liked so much more because especially I, I was not a big fan of Halloween Kills, the um, 2021 <laughs> sequel to the 2018 Halloween. And um, this one, I without spoiling, I won't spoil a single thing about this, but it goes in a direction that a lot of people didn't like. But for this is one of those films I was talking about, like a lot of people don't like it, but I liked it a lot. It was fresh to me. It reminded me of some other Halloween films and the kills were cool. I like how this kind of ends it. It's not perfect. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I saw this one twice in theaters this year. Once even with Marco. So he took um, me on a date. <laughs> oh, date night, baby. It was fun. I had a lot of fun watching this. I liked everything, how it was shot, how the, you know, just the overall theme of it all of how like a town can turn on someone and the evil within of, of itself. And not that that resonates with me at all. That'd be weird, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like it. Here. I saw it at a really good time. He's holding a knife right now. <laughs> yeah. He's just sweating profusely, <laughs> but um, I enjoyed it. I, I liked it. And I mean, I, I, I just recently bought it on digital too. And I'm like, I'm going to probably rewatch it again. So it's my I, number eight. Well, that's a good choice, man. Yeah. I, I saw it with James and I, I skipped Halloween kills in theaters and I watched it on VOD only to be prepared for the third one. And then once I saw it, I was like, James, I'm ready. And he took me in. Yeah, <laughs> solid experience. Uh, 
yeah, I, I liked the 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 change that they made for the third one. It was completely unexpected, but it worked for me too, man. Good good choice, man. Guess on to me now. My number eight for 2022 is the Batman. So I saw this movie early in the year. As you all know, it came out, I believe, uh, early February and uh, went with uh, James and a whole group of people. And it was a solid experience. Again, talking about how I made my list, it went off experience, you know, feeling, emotion and overall enjoyability. And this one fit the bill in all those categories. I, I enjoyed the film. I enjoyed the change to the character, the update to the character. Uh, I, I liked the direction that the the movie took the characters in in this version of Batman. Uh, yeah, it's a really lengthy film, also clocking at damn near three hours long, and you know the the pacing not always at, at, at like as fast. There are some slow moments in the film, but it kept me intrigued enough for me to enjoy it. I felt it was filmed pretty damn well too. Some really good shots. Uh, yeah, the ending runs a little too long, but I can I can forgive it for the overall message and and story and for the characters that they're hopefully going to build on if you know if they ever do a sequel to this one. But for a standalone Batman movie, you know it it worked for me, man, and it it still holds an impression in my mind. So it made my list. Yeah, and this this is a movie that I I first time I watched it, I know I was super negative on it, but I rewatched it a month or two ago with my mom actually, and um. I'll, while I still am not a huge fan of it, I, I um I have a better appreciation of the film overall. But I do I do think it runs way too long. A goddamn cemetery scene, man! It's just <laughs> twenty seven minutes. <laughs> just, no, he's just driving, bro. He's just I'm like, we're just gonna watch a guy drive a motorcycle for fifteen minutes. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, damn. No, just, I mean, it's bad to say that these uh these DC films, the only real standout are these Batman films, but. Man, they're always, you know, they're good. <laughs> they're great films. To you know, regardless of some are obviously better than others, and it feels like you can even retread on it. For some, somehow they always find a way to reinvent it. And I don't know, it right? just keeps getting us. It's only yeah, and it sounds right. like they are making a sequel to it. So yeah, I mean that's that, 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 that survived the DC purge, right? Yeah. Still crossing my fingers though. Yeah, don't don't <laughs> bet on it though. I mean, it might yeah. not happen. So um, all right. My number eight is a lowly film called Rudram Ranam Ridhiram, a.k.a. RRR. Ooh, look at you, sir. Yeah, I mean, talking about the excitement of seeing a film, of just just having fun, when we reviewed RRR, it was, I didn't know what to expect of it. It looked terrible in the trailer. I didn't know what we were looking for. And then we watched it. I was like, this is the most epic action film I've seen in ages, and it's and it's stupid. The plot is just ridiculous. There's obviously we we have a whole review about it, and it's unfathomable everything that's going on. But that's that's an action film, like just yeah. a balls the wall. We're gonna do crazy stuff. It doesn't have to be uh, anything that's real or not. Take it for what it is. And we ha- I think we all had a great time with that film, and 
that I was wish, that was one of I, the experiences. It's one yeah. of those movies that I wish um, I had known because it was playing in some of the theaters around here at one point. I wish I had seen that in theaters actually. I feel like it would have been great in the theaters. And if it yeah. ever, if it, it, that's a movie too, if it ever re-releases, I would probably go out and see that. Or it, it, even if there's like oh, a physical disc, something like just to not only have it on Netflix, I would buy it too. Yeah, it. I mean, it was just a fun time. I think for for everything that we have seen this year, this is one of the few surprises that I was just like, wow, I didn't know I was gonna like this, and I didn't know I was gonna like it as much as I did. Yeah. So it was uh, uh, definitely worthy of. Uh, putting it in the top of the films this year I, I love this nabil i'm glad this made your list hell yeah dude i i yeah, had one blast I wonder why you guys i'm just kidding i want to say this was our most popular episode of the year too by the way so yeah oh yeah <laughs> I think so. it jumped up our numbers man yeah just let everybody know too thank you if you still stick around i love all the appreciation from you guys and i'm moving on to my number seven i have the banshees of inishirin Harlem Sonny Larry. Didn't you? He used to be the best of friends. We're still the best of friends. No, you're not. Who says we're not? Sit somewhere else. Now, if I've done something to you, just tell me what I've done to you. Well, you didn't do anything to me. I just don't like you no more. You didn't like me yesterday. Why does he not want to be friends with you no more? Why is he 12? What the hell's going on with you, me feckin' brother? He's dull, Siobhan. But he's always been dull. And so this film was a late ad. I just saw it this last month, and I didn't know what I was going to expect from it. It was, it's it's all kind of a dialogue thing, but it's also like a, com- it's, it's a comedy, it's a dark comedy. Um, and, man, Colin Farrell is is very dynamic as an actor sometimes. You know, when you see him, he can do some some roles and he, you can see him going too far into it to say, okay, dude, you need to pull it back. And then sometimes he really can just nail a role. And I think he really had this whole like lovable benign oof um, to an extent, but in this film and he's just a nice guy. And between him and, um, oh God, the the, the other main actor, Donald Gleason's um, dad, he's uh they they both are just funny throughout this whole film there's a lot of just uh riffing off of each other that you can tell they enjoyed it and it was just a surprise comedy for me um and and the setting was really nice because it's set in an early pe- period of the 1900s and random uh, island off of uh, the irish coast so they were very remote in it and so it's just a bunch of it's it's a lot of benign things that escalate for no reason <laughs> like no real reason <laughs> and yet you're just like you you were enthralled in finding out why this is getting as bad as as it is, and it never really is explained. It's just how they all feel about it, and so you know if, uh, when yeah yeah you know, when we talk about films and how we feel about things, this really is just like random escalation for no reason. But they have the reasons, and you just kind of don't accept it. Like that doesn't the reason is not a reason to most, not a sane reason at least. It, it, so. It's kind of it's a metaphor for the like Irish Civil War. I mean, the, yes, you know, between yeah. the that's happening in the background of this film. Yeah, so I mean that's that, that, that's what it centers around. But um, yeah, good choice though. Uh, it wasn't quite my cup mm-hmm. of tea, but I mean, I I do like that director. I I really like In Bruges, his first film. Yeah, In Bruges is a great film. You know, um, Colin Farrell and um, I, Brendan Gleeson, right? I believe. Brendan Gleeson, I think, and yeah, and Ralph yeah. Fiennes. Uh, Ralph Fiennes is in there too. Yeah, so that's um, this is definitely I I dude I knew watching this too. By the way, I was like, this is Nabil's gonna love this. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a film that I'd like. I, I liked it though. Even I the liked trailer, that, uh, I was like, 
This is the yeah. Bill movie. Oh, dude, hundred percent. Even Colin Farrell, like you said, he's 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 really likable though, and he, he like loves animals, and it's it's funny. He tries to bring a lot of animals to his house, and his sister's like, "Why do you do that?" He's like, "Don't bring them back out. I'm sad." <laughs> Some shit like that, and I was like, "Oh, okay." So good choice, man. Right on. So my number seven is actually as well R R R. So just to let you know. Yeah. Very so, good. That made my list. Um, I mean, the bill pretty much summed it up, but that is also a movie where um, I just so unexpectedly like starting it out. I'm, I, you know, I haven't watched a lot of the. I, I don't even know if it's considered Bollywood. It's considered um, what was it? Hollywood. It's it? Tamil, I think. It's Hollywood, right? That's yeah. what it is. Sorry, I don't. You know, there's different things with it, but um, I don't know. The bill's dancing right now. The dance sequences got to me. The music was fucking amazing. It shot well. The CG, while a little bit lower, is looks still better than most Marvel films, which is insane to say. But rough. Yeah. A, I mean, a man just fights a fucking tiger in the first twenty minutes of the movie. I mean, if that doesn't get you wow. rock hard, I don't know what will. So <laughs> uh, there, there are little times where it's just, you know, it's just it's about friendship too, and uh, there's a little comedy, romance, action. It's all in there, man. There's there's a guy double fisting like rifles at the end, and it's just like. <laughs> On the guy's shoulder. Yeah, I don't know if this is physically possible, but I was like, I'm here for it though. So, um, it's a great movie. Once again, very long, but um, highly recommend. If you if you got Netflix, you know, yeah, give a watch. This movie is not one to disappoint, and I think most would find it um quite entertaining to tell you the truth. So, I think we even said it in our review of it that the movie makes it easy for you to break it down to pieces if three hours is too long for you so yeah yeah definitely but um very worthwhile all right my number seven for 2022 is top gun maverick i had quite the fucking good time watching this movie i think it did a great job at continuing the franchise while also sort of like reinventing it slash rebooting it no, it's not perfect, but I think it is a spectacle to watch, uh, even more so because of the way they, they filmed it. They really put the actors in into uh, the jets, and it, it added more to the, the realism. Uh, the story was well. I, it was kind of akin to the first one, but more modern and updated and, and, and slightly different. Uh, focused a little bit more on like the bond of, of everybody, even though some of the bonds you know, within the movie are, are kind of you know weak. It still works for me. And again, I had a lot of fun with this one. I, I, I think this is probably like what defined blockbuster this year, at least for me, it's like prior to this movie. Yeah, there were great movies that were awesome, but this was like a, a blockbuster for this year. It, it, it did, you know, it killed it in the box office. Uh, people were just like nonstop talking about it. And uh, you know, it's, you know, I, I like jets. So, course it's gonna make my top 10 list i like plane 
Uh, no, I agree, yeah. man. This is one of those movies that you you have to see. Uh, I mean, not have to, but if you saw this in theater in the biggest screen possible, the best sound. This was like a really great experience. So this was mm-hmm. um, a really fun movie. I, t- I took my dad to see this one, and this was you know it, it's amazing to know that like these guys actually were strapped into jets too and filming it. And I think that level of, of realism is um, you know sorely missed from a lot of a lot of other movies nowadays. So. Yep. Yeah, it was definitely a fun time just to watch throughout throughout the start to finish, and another one where you they could have just easily phoned in a sequel, and you know would have just some been something mediocre, and we would have forgotten about it, like the Independence Day two sequel that came out a few years ago that nobody really remembers. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. yeah, that one was, uh, was a bad one. I think this is definitely a great a great popcorn film for the year. Yeah, after it came out, Nabil wore uh, aviators uh, 24-7 for six and a half days straight. It was weird. And a bomber just, just kept giving everybody uh, code names. He kept chewing oh. gum just like Tom Cruise, <laughs> just like smiling all the time. I was like, okay, man, chill out. He just kept telling us to call him Nip Nasty. So, strangely enough, my number six film is Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> so, here we Ooh, go, baby. What? <laughs> so, just what I said, it's great. I'm just going to chime on top of that it was fun uh amazing everybody tried to grow a mustache for like a month and a half i guess the youngins i don't know <laughs> so a lot of fun cool great performances it shows you tom cruise man he's just out there saving cinema bro because they want i know they originally wanted to put this on paramount plus and he's like over my dead body so yeah <laughs> he's like i'll wait we're fine we can yeah. wait who would have known tom cruise and james cameron just coming back back to back all the oops off each other to save cinema right Thank you. Sirs. Well, they well they waited till stuff was a little safer too, so which is good. That's true. No, that's true. But they also uh, did it the right time. Top yep. two films of the year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, that's my number six. I don't have much more to say other than whatever he said. So my number six is The Fablemans. Movies are dreams. you never forget Sammy the lights change how everything looks it's hard to find our house ours is the dark house with no lights Another last minute watch for uh, December. And I heard a lot of hype around this with Spielberg and just the quality of, of the the film itself and the acting. And I got to say, yeah, it was pretty touching just to see. It, it did have some of the vibes of some of his older films um, back in the, like the 80s and early 90s. And so I, there was a sense of wonder. The kid was interested in film and you got to see kind of the fascination of film. And there was also a lovely tale about the parents and their relationship and things that were going on there. I don't want to really spoil anything. I think it's worth a watch individually for everyone, but I think it was just a really good story. Very well shot. The acting was solid. It was just a wonderful movie to watch. And I'm glad I was able to experience it last, uh, last year before the year ended because I could have easily overlooked it and then been like, Oh, I wish I saw that for the Oscars or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think it's, it's definitely like an enjoyable uh, I wouldn't say it's a feel-good movie, but it does give you a sense of wonder, you know, like in that sense, because you're watching it through both the 
the kid's eyes, uh, the, the main character, as well as um, some of his parents. And so I think it was just really uh, a good story and a really good homage, I guess, to his parents is where he was kind of going with this film, too. So definitely to watch. It's, nice. it's very much like a very therapeutic film for Steven Spielberg as well. So it seems like he's yeah. doing a lot more of these um, kind of passion projects now near the, you know, tail end of his directing career i'm assuming i think that's great that he is too because yeah. he's um he really is a good filmmaker you know oh, i yeah, mean even his misses are better than some other directors sometimes so it's <laughs> this is a really good uh yeah. one of those kind of solid films that i feel like people can rewatch again and still enjoy yeah he's actually one of the uh few directors i've seen every every single film he's directed so yeah. that's why we actually didn't do him for the director scene because i was like i've seen everything <laughs> but yeah so many too Solid movies. I watched it at a weird. That's, this is actually the last movie I saw this year was The Fablemans. I, I just saw it at a no. weird time. So my dog wasn't doing well, so I watched it in my fucking car. Oh, the way it was meant to be. Well. So, yeah, I was telling yeah. James. Probably not a good time to watch that one, bro. Yeah, and I was just like, I was a mess watching it, and I was just like, ah, oh, this is not like the right movie for me. But I can yeah. see, I, I still enjoyed it though. Like you said, Nabil, great, great cinematography. The story, it's great too, and it, it it's about life, not just it's. It's more or less not even it, it was marketed as something about like the winter film. But I, I think it's really, really, truly like a slice of life kind of movie, too. So it's a good snapshot. Yeah. 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 All right. My number six for 2022 is Avatar The Way of Water. Pretty much chiming in with uh, Nabil, just the overall experience, the, uh, the cinematography, the 3D. And yeah, even the story for me, I think worked. I think it piggybacked more on the commentary that James Cameron had in 2009 and the fact that he's so like ahead of his time with that commentary as well too, and continues forward and even doubles down on it in, in this sequel. Uh, Cameron's a fucking real one, man. Uh, Yeah. He's hard, extremely hard to work with, but man, when he has a message, he's not afraid to say it. And I like that. And I liked the overall, grand experience that he gave in the in this film yeah is it three hours long absolutely but the man himself said you know go to the bathroom if you have to and watch it again and damn sure i'll watch it again i think that um it was just an awesome film it's great to have directors that have the capital and you know he's built it obviously over his career but have the capital to have a vision and then be able to stick with it regardless of what the studio tells them whoever's backing like this is there's only a few directors yeah. that can really do that i, I gotta and, say yeah 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 well, i think I that mean, that's yeah, a big deal for this because sometimes he wants to take his time it's is he does he exaggerate sometimes yeah but you know what it's like kind of paid off yeah. it, he's one of the few guys can can do and back his words too though like there's a lot of filmmakers that don't have as much clout as james cameron let's face it Quite a few, actually. There's not a lot that actually do have as much, I don't even know, seemingly power, but maybe artistic vision as James Cameron. So I, I, I get a, I get a hoot out of all the shit he talks about, dude. I know it pisses a lot of people off, but it's one of those things where, like, this is this is how a lot of filmmaking used to be like. So, like, I mean, mm-hmm. if you not everybody got a chance to do this shit. So you had to be very right. good to get this kind of budget and this kind of stuff and it's funny, like everybody forgot how good James Cameron is since 2009, you know, and it's just like faded away a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And then people were like, Oh, does anybody even care? And they were looking at the box office numbers. I'm like, yeah, people still care. 
When Disney could have easily accessed when they acquired Fox, they could have just been like, you know what? We don't want to spend the time anymore on this. And, and they just kind of, they tr- I don't know if trust maybe is the right word, but they let him keep up with it, knowing that he has his record and he hadn't failed yet, you know? So, yeah. Good, good choice, though, man. Good stuff. All right. So now we're in our top five. And starting out my top five list is The Northman. Fate has no mercy. I forgot about this film coming out this year and I went through my list Me and too. Um, was revisiting some of the things that I had uh, thought about the movie and I I remember like the intensity of this film, the sheer surprise of how epic it really was, um, the brutality in it, like gosh, if you want to see a Viking something, like this is this is it. <laughs> this is a great <laughs> it feels like if you want to see two grown men fight each other naked. Just- I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, see him bite, I see him biting that bottom lip. I'm like, Nabil, chill, chill. Yeah, they, they were out in Mordor fighting over there, like fighting the volcanoes around them. Like things were going on. Damn <laughs> Mustafar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was intense. And I enjoyed that. Like it was, I, I, I recall just the feelings I had about the film. And I kind of listened back to our podcast on it too. And I was like, this. This was a great movie. It was just this was just a fun time, unexpected surprise. It could have just kind of gone off with a whimper with one or good, two good fight scenes, but I was enthralled throughout the whole film. So I think that um, I also think that Alexander Skarsgård just did amazing in this film, and I think he had a bit of redemption because he had done a couple other epics before um, in the films like Tarzan, which I enjoyed. People didn't really yeah, like that's underrated. I think to your family, yeah. So I think that this this really kind of helped show that he could be a, a strong leading man and doesn't just have to do like TVs or side side roles. No, that's that's great. This is a Robert Eggers film too, and I think this is the first Robert Eggers film I actually enjoyed, like for the most part. You know, since a lot of his movies that I don't <laughs> think are super accessible, and I think I talked about that in the pod that this is probably the yeah. the, the most accessible one. Unfortunately, it absolutely tanked at the box office. So it did. Yeah. Um. You know. Um, I guess we'll see Robert Eggers directing a fucking live action Disney movie soon, probably to make back <laughs> probably. money. Somehow. So, but uh, good choice. Man. something for Marvel. Yeah, the whole time while I was watching this, I was just like, I gotta stop eating these chocolates because Scar Scar <laughs> fellas make me feel fat as fuck. So, more fatter than normal. So, yeah, good choice. All right. My number five for 2022 is Nope. Did you know that the very first assembly of photographs to create a motion picture was a two-second clip of a black man on a horse? And that man is my great-great-grandfather. Great. There's another great-grandfather. But that's why back at the Haywood Ranch, as the only black-owned horse trainers in Hollywood, we like to say since the moment pictures could move, we had skin in the game. So y'all didn't think I'd have a horror movie in my top ten list. You were wrong. I do. No, I knew this would make it. <laughs> I really, I really fucking love this movie, man. Uh, I I went to go see it with family as well, and we had a great time watching it. Again, Jordan Peele exceeds my expectations and gives me something you know that's very 
that's recognizable but different at the same time and again really good at uh not giving you what you expect, but in a way that you'll enjoy it. So, man, overall experience on this was just way too good. Loved what he did with his twist in the movie. If you haven't seen it, it's uh, just something you'll probably never see coming, pun intended. So, yeah, man, <laughs> made my top ten list. I want to see a spinoff of The Chimp. That's what I want to see from this one. <laughs> you want to get the prequel? monkey. Yeah, I just want to say that monkey beating the shit out of everybody. <laughs> Show me. Sorry. Tell me more. Very, very dark. All right, guys. So my number five, Cinco, is All Quiet on the Western Front. This movie was great. This was a, a two foreign films in in on my list. What crazy so far? So far, yeah. um, technically one of them else is two. Yeah, this movie was great. This was also a super long movie, but I'm from that rare breed of people that didn't have to read this book in high school, so I had no idea what was going to happen. Went in totally blank, blind. Jesus. So, um, yeah, never, never even seen the old versions of this one. This movie is fantastic. It is shows you the horrors of war. Um, all from is you know on the German side. I thought it was well acted. It is beyond depressing. Like this is not a pick me up movie either, guys. Like this is a, this is a like need a hug after. So it's so intense. It's shot so well too. I really liked it. It resonated with me. It was, uh, you know, you're seeing these young men that think they're doing the right thing and they're going out and they soon realize that they're in over their head. Drank the Kool-Aid. You know, yeah. And World War One was not a pretty, you know, by any means romantic war at, at all. And it's one of those things that Mm-mm. the friendships they make, though, during this time are it's really beautiful. And um, man, this movie is shot so well. This might this might be out of all the movies on my list, the, the best shot film on my list so if you have not seen it it is on netflix exclusive film on there but um uh, it's getting to oscar buzz too for for a foreign film so but yeah all quiet on the western front all right i'm going to jump into number four here with the ron howard film 13 lives hey rick you following what's happening in thailand some kids stuck in a cave We're on the list of rescue divers. It's just a tourist cave. It looks easy, but when it's flooded, it's impassable. It takes a certain kind of mindset for the deep cave diving. You have to be a bit nuts. They're very, very dangerous. High water level and the low visibility. Barely shoulder wide, pulling against very strong currents. <laughs> This is a prime uh, movie, and this is this one. This one is unexpectedly really well. By the way, another long ass movie, ridiculously long. But it's um, the season. There was a lot of long films yeah. this year. So you know, so my shockers. number four with thirteen lives. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people would thought this or my even last one to be on these lists, but here we are. 
This movie was great. It is about uh, just this is one that we'll briefly say because I, I don't think a lot of people saw this film. But uh, it's about the Thai soccer team that was trapped in a cave for close to three or three and a half weeks. And it took a team of divers to save them. And it is intense, even though it's a long film. Uh, it has such once again, by the way, Colin Farrell and Viggo Mortensen are in this film. Uh, fantastic roles. They're playing these two real life divers that, you know, helped figure out how to save these kids. And if you don't know the whole story, I say, obviously just you know, spoiler, they, they make it somehow, but the, the process to get to that, it is shot so well. The, the, the way that Ron Howard makes it so that it's so claustrophobic for everybody going through these rocks or like scraping against them. There's like no space at all. It's like a, it's like a three or four hour dive to get to the kids and then come back another four. It's insane. Uh, the amount of pacing and it's like a thriller the whole time. If you have not seen this one, don't do yourself a disservice. I would say definitely see it. It is such a good movie. It is very heartwarming. It is very sad too, by the way, because this was not a a um, a rescue without loss. So it is really well done. But it shows you how people can bond together to um, do really great things. So thirteen lives. That's my number. Four. Sounds helpful. Right on, man. Yeah. Yeah, quite the surprising pick, but I will say that the uh, claustrophobic uh, aspect of the film are things that I did hear before, and that was always like the thing I was like, going to be like, oh, I'm going to cringe <laughs> throughout this yeah, movie. It, I will say, too, that the actors all did their own uh, diving stunts, too, in this one, so this was also... Oh, really? Yeah, so like, for I instance, Colin, really Colin Farrell had a very bad time doing this movie, really. he said he would never do it again, something like that, so... So well, I guess Colin, you can only film the once. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, more, no, no, no more water like, for him. With the water, like he's yeah. like, no, I'm not. I guess he's not going to be in can. James Cameron films, right? So, yeah, no, nah, dude, I, your water shit is very hard to film, and I don't, yeah, yeah. So because I, the I, actors I were did their own stunts, though, they were able to do a lot more by not using like stuntmen. So they were yeah. able to film a lot more stuff. So it's oh, insane nice. how they get them out of there. Just let you know, I had no idea that's how what they did. So. Yeah, the story is, I mean, the real life story, obviously, super impressive. I'm glad that it's a film. It's fucking helped insane. illustrate that. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, wow. All right. My number four pick is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I want to tell you a story. It's a story you may think you know, but you don't. Over there. What is that? Papa! <gasps> He's just a puppet. No, I'm not. I'm a real boy. People are sometimes afraid of things they don't know. I don't understand. Ah, we have found him, our star. Ooh, you raw dog and son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this was a fun film. This was this is one of those animated films that looks creepy, but is really, bit, yeah. you know, this is tutorial, you know, but it was really well done. It, it's for like a stop motion film. I, I don't know. I feel like it's it's just, I don't know. You can improve upon stop motion more than they've done so far. But gosh, like he did an excellent job with this movie. It's it's a wonderful, like visually wonderful film. The mm-hmm. characters look really good. And also this Pinocchio story is way better than some other ones that have come out in the last <laughs> yeah, few years. We so. might have done a pod on it actually this year. Yeah. Weird. Yep. 
Yeah, it was it was a good time. I enjoyed it. It's got its creep factor, which was just enough, but still good to watch if you have children um, to kind of see a different aspect of the story. The voice acting was great. It there was definitely some funny bits to it, and I just I look you know I I know you you really like Guillermo del Toro, James, and I've grown to appreciate him more over the years, seeing a lot of different yeah, aspects of, of his filmmaking. Like yeah. he's just a wonderful director, and you can feel the passion in everything he makes. And this is just another one of those things. That's actually another director where I've, I've seen all his movies as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like this one too. That's great. You have an animated film on your man. I don't think I have any mm-hmm. animated spoiler alert, but um, no, yeah, this movie's really great. Um, it's a little long. I remember too, but so with that in mind, it's kind of crazy. Like, how long did they fucking work on this movie, right? Well, and he had I, all these other projects going on, so he he's had content out for the last yeah. few years. So it's not like he probably went longer than the Disney version. <laughs> probably, yeah, <laughs> probably. Well, it was announced even before that Disney version. He was working on some Pinocchio type. He, he was, co-directed yeah. it too with someone else. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say if you like those Leica films, uh, it's very reminiscent of that style, like a uh, Coraline and. Um, Mm-hmm. Kubo and the Two Strings and stuff like that, but um, mm. excellent movie. I like that it was actually set during um, World War Two. He uh, definitely Italy. did you good use of the fascism take yes. on it. You know, it's great. He didn't go as in depth as probably he wanted to, but I, the fact that he even had a whole story with it, I think it worked well with what he was portraying here. Yeah, I agree. That's a really great movie, and it it, it looks great too. Great voice acting too. Yeah, voice acting is wonderful. Right on. All right, my number four for 2022 is Amsterdam. Harold, I don't know what you think you're doing. Excuse me. Hello. Got a dead white man in a box. Not even a casket. Doesn't even have a top on it. In a pine box of old wood. Who do you think is going to get in trouble here? Do me a favor. Try to be optimistic. You don't get here without things starting a long time ago. I saw this one on HBO Max and I knew nothing about this movie. So I went in blind and what a pleasant fucking surprise. I love the story. I love the acting. I love how quirky it was at times. I like the cast. The cast I felt had just excellent chemistry. Christian Bale, uh, John David Washington, Margot Robbie, they were just so well together and it, you could just feel the camaraderie be- between them, which was uh, awesome. The The storyline too and how it, it kind of zigzags you a, a bit and then you finally realize what the overall story is and what they're trying to unveil and I, I liked it. Um, I felt like the ending was was grand and tense and and thrilling and satisfactory too uh i i felt like the the commentary and the warnings that they were trying to give throughout the movie were relevant to today and really spoke to me and something that really made me enjoy the film even that much more so um yeah it's my number four, baby. We've reached the moment of top three, guys. And usually we, we, we generally like to say that, you know, our, our top five films can be interchangeable and stuff. So, uh, but still, here we go. Our last three films. Starting with me, my number three film for 2022 was RRR. Oh, nice. There we are. I had to yeah, bump yeah. this one up because, man, I... <laughs> Every fucking second, every minute of this movie just has your eyes just glued to the screen. And that's not just because you have to read subtitles at some point. It's 
just because the overall story and what it shows and unveils is is just so spectacular. I agree with what these guys said about the movie. It's cr- action packed, crazy, uh, quirky at times, but also again, man, the 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 commentary about you know friendship, also about two friends coming together to combat tyranny, to you know for people to stand up for themselves and stuff like all that stuff. Like it was very uplifting, very like, you know, hopeful that, you know, not, not everything's going to be, you know, horrible. And I, I like that. And yeah, it's again, these guys have said it, it's three hours long, but man, it's definitely well worth it. I recommend it too, as hard as these guys are recommending it to makes me want to rip my shirt open and just start dancing. So give it a shot, man. It's on Netflix. And yeah, I'm, I'm with James where if this movie is out in theaters, hands down, going to go fucking watch this thing. Marco never needs a reason to rip his shirt off to go dancing. So the fact that this gives him a reason to. <laughs> I know. Just tells I was like, you oh, my God, dude. I was like, okay. Okay. My number three pick is Glass Onion. Hello. Oh, my God. Crew, we've arrived. Disruptors have assembled. Welcome, gang. We got a great weekend. Who's that? Benoit Blanc, the detective? Mr. Prom, I cannot overstate my gratitude to be here. When's the murder mystery start? I've invited you all to my island. Hi. Because tonight, a murder will be committed. My murder. Once you're dead, will we still be able to talk to you? Yeah, I'm not playing dead the whole weekend, dude. This is truly delightful. I mean, I love a good mystery, right? And this is just this Knives Out series in general. I think are, are being really well done. Ryan Johnson is great, creating kind of this kind of original ish character, even though it is based off of you know elements of um, like Inspector Coso um, or um, the older Jane Austen films too. So it's like this is, I think, just really well done, fun mystery. Um, uh, topical <laughs> to an extent to some with some of the characters on here. Um, you got Ethan Hawke just to do a random cameo because he was nearby and just wanted to be part of the film. Nothing more yeah. than that. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, no. it's 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 why didn't uh, he show up? Okay. Mm, I don't know. He was just <laughs> shooting nearby. <laughs> but he sure, was there, dude. He's in Italy. <laughs> so you know, like I think it's just a fun film, and there really I don't have a lot of ne- negative things to talk about as far as you know anything more than just. The mystery was really good where where they went to, which I think is what really these films are about more so than like the main character and trying to follow the detective and his thought process. It's more like he's just there helping to facilitate what the mystery is and you go through it until you get to what the reveal is. And then that is what the movie really ends up being. It, it's allocated to um, uh, like Clue, you know, where that that's what was great about that film is that you just you were there for the mystery and. I, I love how well that this film kind of plays with that and continues to keep you in suspense almost to the end um, from from the whole aspect of just the whodunit. So, yeah, love this movie. Good stuff, man. Yeah, solid choice. Uh, did you see that in theaters or you saw it in Netflix? I saw it in theaters, yeah. Yeah, that was worthwhile watching in theaters, I think. Mm-hmm. Plus, we got to see it a month early and everyone's bitching about it now. I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, we've known about these plot holes. So, uh, my number three is The Northman. I really like this movie. I, I talked. I told you guys even back when it came out, so I agree with Nabil. This is one of those films that um, 
it's just epic as fuck, man. I need to do a rewatch too, to tell you the truth. That's how much I liked it. So I, yeah. I don't know if it's the biasness of my Swedish background or I don't know. I was like, holy fuck, man. I'm just got some Viking blood in him. I'm descended from there somewhere. Fucking freaks. No, I'm just kidding. No, I liked it. I liked the how it was like a, a the story, you know, which is what Macbeth or was based on, I believe, right? And then, um, it's just there's a lot going on in it. A lot of lot of imagery shot beautifully. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård abs. I feel like I could just you know just washboard abs. So I mean, I, that's all I can picture right now. Actually, it's getting weird for me right now. I'm in a dark place. <laughs> so. <laughs> Help me. So, all jokes aside, I I really liked it a lot. I think it's one of the more memorable films of the year. Once again, I wish everybody more people had seen it. God damn it! So, um, yeah, Northman. That's my number three. Number two for twenty twenty two. This was tough. I actually I did an audible this morning, and I switched it out. My number two is Glass Onion. <laughs> Look at that! Boom, bitch! Yeah, I fucking loved this movie. I watched nice. it with family. I actually saw it last night. My brother had actually not seen Knives Out. So I made this motherfucker <laughs> watch the first one. And I said, no, we're going to watch it. And then we're going to watch the sequel because I have to for the podcast. And I'm glad I did. But uh, yeah, I, I the bill said, I, I liked the murder mystery. I liked how ridiculous it was, how self-aware. Again, also the fucking commentary. Ryan Johnson, man, I love how he interwoke interweaves everything in his story and in the dialogue and it's just like chef's kiss man um just so well dude about man about influencers and you know agitators and just straight up just calling them out and calling them you know a bunch of bullshit head shitheads i i liked that uh and uh i like that he wasn't afraid to say that and i like that you know, he really pushed the envelope in 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 this movie and turned it into a, a murder mystery that was enjoyable, funny, quirky, and just had you glued to the screen. I honestly didn't know what to expect. And I'm like, really, how many times can you, you know, capture lightning in a bottle? You know, and, and he actually he did it. And I was like, wow, this is fucking awesome. So, yeah, made my number two. Yeah, no, I great choice. So that's why I told you I was like, you should probably watch that. Um, no, thank you, sir. Yeah, if he could, he's. I mean, he's writing a third one now, and you know, if he can just stay away from Star Wars the rest of his life, we'll be fine. So, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Or I mean, or just, yeah, yeah, or just you know, have him keep it separate. But uh, I wish I would have seen this in theaters. That's that's my only thing. I didn't get a chance. Yeah, I to, mean, but. most people didn't. Man, it was only out a week. I want to say, and it was like I, I think me and Mikey saw it like on the last day possible when it came. Yeah, out. it was a very short window. Yeah. yeah, and it wasn't playing everywhere either. It was one of those ones where uh, I had to go to Vacaville to watch that. So my number two film is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I um, love this movie. It is so weird. It's quirky. It has a great message about life and the choices that you make. And it's a mix of sci-fi, though. I think all the leads are great in this movie. There's there's like crazy action. There's drama. There's comedy. It is such a strange strange movie but i think uh i mean the, the directors are called the daniels right the daniels did great uh, it's one of those unique films that i think i'll be watching like the rest of my life kind of movie that's how big this movie was to me too watching it originally so um it is one to see if you have not seen everything everywhere all at once i love this choice man yeah solid i think it's great and in fact 
just going to go into it. That's my number two choice as well. Oh, so. snap. Alley oop time. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> this is where you guys are Mrs. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. Now, you may only see a pile of receipts, but I see a story. I can see where this story is going. It does not look good. from another universe. I'm here because we need your help. Very busy today. Uh, no time to help you. Across the multiverse, I've seen thousands of Evelyns. You can access all their memories, their emotions, even their skills. <laughs> what? It, West? Sorry. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fun time throughout. You don't know what's going on. It's it's silly. I mean, it's it's funny. It's serious. It, it, it you, definitely does not go in the directions where I thought it would go to. I, I, yeah. At certain points, you got rocks talking to each other, people with hot dog fingers. Like, okay. <laughs> the hot dog fingers. <laughs> it, the rocks it's got crazy. me. Yeah, and it's just... It's great. There, there, there's a scene where she's talking to... In an alternate universe where she's talking to her husband if like they had never gotten together yeah and it's which it's, i think was really good it's yeah. super touching he's just he says a line so about it. he's like i would have just done laundry with you the rest of my life and i was like oh my heart michelle yo fucking <laughs> kills it man dude if if this movie doesn't get nominated for fucking everything everywhere everywhere <laughs> at <the> <laughs> all at once i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking throw a brick through marco's window yeah, <laughs> specifically uh, it was you who did it to my car. Specifically, Marco. So that's that who rear-ended me the fucking way. So uh, great fucking choice, Nabil. Yeah, I think I think yes. it, I agree with everything you're saying, James. There really isn't much more to say except for to watch it. If you haven't for some reason you missed it, uh, I almost missed out on watching the film early on when it was released, and I was happy I, I saw it when I did. So you've you've got to watch the film to even try to make sense of what you're watching it's hard to explain hard what to it is explain yeah yeah I'm like, well, it's but like but it is a good story and a fun time mm. yes sir nice love it all right so we're going to go into before we go into our number ones we are going to bring up our honorable mentions here we each have just two that's how we normally do it we'll still just tell you what they are and what we liked on what maybe why it didn't quite make it so we'll start with you Nabil. What were your two honorable mentions? My two honorable mentions. My first one was The Menu. I thought it was a good film. I enjoyed another kind of mystery. Doesn't go where you think it's going to go. If you see even the trailer, you kind of feel like you get the concept of, oh, they're in a restaurant and they're serving dinners or, or meals. And it's just kind of weird things happen throughout. How can they sustain this? They do throughout the whole film. You just kind of <laughs> you don't know what's happening and you keep kind of trying to figure out what's going to happen next. And it's it doesn't quite end the way I thought it was going to. But it, it was it was a good, good film. I felt like there were just stronger films outside of it, especially like film like Glass Onion where from a mystery perspective that really just had more added to it because the menu is a, a simpler and a smaller mm-hmm. plot. But nevertheless, like 
Ralph Fiennes is great. Anna Taylor Joy was great. You know, like the acting was wonderful, and I, I do think it deserved um, at least a mention here. And then my second one was uh, the Batman, which um, you know Mark already kind of spoke a lot about. I I think it is a, a good solid Batman movie. Um, there's uh, a lot to say about rebooting the franchise over and over again, but I do want to say that you know I, I enjoyed seeing. Um, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. I think she did a great job there, and that was the mm-hmm. added kind of up factor to it. And obviously, Robert Pattinson's good as his Batman, but that and coupled with the Penguin is the with Colin Farrell. No, Colin Farrell. Damn, Colin Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> All over this place. Um, I think the villains were really strong, and even the kind of um, a- anti-heroes. So that was also helped with this movie um, to really kind of uh, make it even more exciting. Nice. Um, what about you, Marco? What were your two honorable mentions? First one I'll mention is one that Nabil mentioned already, The Fablemans. This is the one I audibled. This one was originally my number two, and I, I really thought about it, but then you know, I, I saw Glass Onion last night, and it, 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 it knocked it out. I really wanted to fit The Fablemans in there, too, because I, I agree it's such a good movie. It's it's touching. It's a slice of life. And y'all know I love the slice of life movies. But I just felt Glass Onion had that much more of an edge to it. And a little bit more that kind of spoke to me. So that's kind of why I kind of knocked it out. That's not ragging on the Feldmans. I think it's a solid fucking film. I think it's one of Spielberg's best in a really long time. It kind of feels back to form. It feels more like he's... Just kind of like you know, like like he was before, just comfortable and, and and loose and and just on point. Great story, not necessarily a pick me upper, but overall well told story that I think that people should still check out. It has one of the funniest lines near the end that just had me fucking dying, and it's a it's a nice little cameo from another director. And if you catch it, you catch it. But it was yeah enjoyable. I would say my second one is a little movie that I saw on Hulu called On the Count of Three. Uh, This movie, definitely not a pick-me-upper. I would definitely warn those that if if you're very sensitive to triggering things, um, then this is probably not for you. It talks about a very, very heavy subject. It it goes over the, the... the sadness of suicide and and stuff like that and and the struggles of it. So um, if that's something you cannot watch, don't watch this. That's also why I didn't make my list is because I don't feel like it's it's something that everyone could watch because of such a, the strong uh, material that's in it. And there's even a warning before the movie as well too. Like you know that's it's yeah don't watch it if that's something not for you. But I, I think the story of of the the two friends going through it and um from start to finish seeing their their relationship and revisiting the past and how they grew up i i think is very touching and i i think the ending kind of does kind of pay off though it's not necessarily like a happy ending it's like a realistic grounding ending it it still kind of you know makes you think to really you know appreciate the small things and and realize that there are people out there that you know struggle with this every day and you know a bit of more of understanding. So yeah, it's on my honorable mentions. Nice. Uh, my honorable mentions, uh, just like the middle one of mine is the menu actually. So same thing. I think it's really well done. It's shot really well. It, it definitely was different from what I thought it was going to be. 
I think Anya Taylor-Joy is really good in this movie, too. Uh, Ralph Fiennes is really good. It's just um, it didn't quite make it because this is one of those ones that didn't quite emotionally resonate with me. That makes sense. So I, I, I didn't feel a connection to really anybody in there because I was like, OK, but I liked it. It, it, it. It's a fun movie. I think it's well worth the watch. I think it's actually streaming tomorrow starting on HBO Max. So, you know, if you haven't seen it, check it out. And then my other honorable mention is uh, Elvis. I really I actually like this one quite a bit. If you even remotely like Elvis, I know this is more of a fantasized version of his life and all that. I think it's it's really well done. It's a, it's a Laz Burman film. So, I mean, once again, it's his style of movie is basically kind of, you know, kind of over glorifying things, I guess, you know, stuff like that. But I think Austin Butler was great as Elvis. I mean, he still fucking sounds like him in interviews right now. It's insane. Someone give his dialogue coach a fucking raise because it's crazy. Like he's done with Dune 2 and he's still talking like fucking Elvis, man. Like, dude, what the fuck? So, um, <laughs> yeah, I liked it a lot. So I've seen it twice now. So, I mean, and just the music, you know, it's just it's great. It's got some great music, but just just kind of maybe because of all that and Tom Hanks's accent, it just didn't quite make it. So yeah, Tom Hanks striking out a little bit this year, I think. But yeah, I agree he's that he was a uh, fuck he wants now. So yeah, <laughs> Austin Butler still, was great. Still a solid choice. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Austin Butler would be nominated for an Academy Award, and if Brendan Fraser hadn't been nominated at the same time, he probably would have been front runner on this. Yeah. All right, well, so let's move on to our number one picks here. So our number one pick overall. So my pick. I mean, you guys could probably figure it out with you know deducing this all. Mine's Avatar: The Way of Water. Why do you come to us? I just want to keep my family safe. Treat them as our brothers and sisters. Teach them our ways. Keep up, Forest Boy! If you want to live here, you have to ride. Let's do it. Just breathe. Breathe. That's favorite movie of the year. Most anticipated movie of the year. It was just, everything worked. 10 out of 10. As a, as a as a big film guy, as a big film studies guy, you know, this is a nice fuck you to everybody. So, <laughs> I was fucking film, you know, study film two years at Berkeley. Everybody shit on Avatar. Every single fucking person shit on Avatar because it was so <laughs> successful. And I was the one guy in every class that was like, I really like that movie. It's really great. Like, from a technical standpoint, from a story standpoint, I don't give a shit. I had, had a lot of fun. And you know what? I still had a lot of fun with this too, even fucking what, thirteen years. Ironic later? that you went to Berkeley and they still didn't get the message. Oh, they don't give a shit about anything out there, dude. Unless it's <laughs> an indie film with people screaming or whatever. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I I love my school. By the way, I'm just some of the people that I went to school with. I wanted to kill, so I didn't realize I was gonna have to wait until I was fucking 34 to go watch the sequel. But I mean, here we are, right? I was 21 when I saw the first one. I said, man, can't wait for the sequel. And then, fucking, <laughs> you know, no idea that was going to happen. I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. There you go. Great movie. I liked it. Arguably, that last 45 minutes might be some of the best cinematic action I've ever seen in my life. So I can't say any more than you guys have already said. I know you guys didn't rate it as high as me, but I mean, I didn't expect you guys to. This is just one of those movies that as a, as a person that sees so many goddamn movies every year, this is just, it's unique. It's different. Yeah. It's just it's a standout for it's sure. It's not what I see every year. I'll say that much. Yeah. Like it's 
it's once in its once every 13 years kind of lifetime thing. Once in a generation, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. It's a solid awesome. choice, man. Yeah. So that's my number one. My number one, which I don't think is going to be a surprise to anyone here, is uh, Top Gun Maverick. What do we have here? Yeah, here I thought we were special. Fellas, this here's Bagman. Hangman. Whatever. What the hell kind of mission is this? Everyone here is the best there is. Who the hell are they gonna get to teach us? Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. You are here at the request of Admiral Kazansky, AKA Iceman. He seems to think that you have something left to offer the Navy. What that is, I can't imagine. With all due respect, sir, I'm not a teacher. Just want to manage expectations. I assume. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for it. I was like, where's that goddamn Top Gun Maverick? Yeah, I mean, we've already talked about this, but Tom Cruise is, to me, like one of the last few movie stars. Like a lot of films are have franchises or they build upon some kind of uh, fable across, you know, something you can't really fathom. But Tom Cruise is one of those guys who still brings people to movies, still cares about movies and still wants to make them, you know, as exciting as possible. And I love that he does as much of the practical effects as he can. And this film, you know, this is his name is all over it, you know, and I just had a wonderful time, a great experience in the theater. I mean, I kind of when I watched it, I thought to myself, there's not another film that's going to top this list. And though Avatar was really good, like I still had just much more fun watching Top Gun. So I, I just feel like this film is everything that I want a an action and a thriller and a popcorn movie to be. And, he, you know, he seems to be delivering it at each each time he kind of makes a movie. So I loved it. Good shit, man. Yeah. Good right choice. Solid choice. All right, down to me for the final pick. My number one movie for 2022 is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. We always thought we were alone. But now that a group of intergalactic travelers have made first contact, it is up to one woman to teach them about passion and desire. That woman is Emmanuel. Oh, look at you, you son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking love this movie. My niece, Carrie, shout out, Carrie, had been trying to get me to watch this movie for the longest time. And Dude, she I've wanted me to talk to watch about it for the longest time. What the fuck are you talking about? I know, I know. But <laughs> I she saw this in March of 2022, ages ago. Yeah. I know, but she mentioned it too, and she like she kept on me about it. And I told her I'd talk about it on the podcast. And here I am. It's my number one movie of 2022. I saw it over the weekend, and fuck, this movie is life affirming, man. It 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 truly is. Like if yeah. you're going through some existential crisis, watch this movie and and it it may help you cope with it or at the very least make you not feel alone. It it yeah. handled yeah. you know the way it handled its subject matter was so unique, so good, so goofy, but just good, man. 
had some of the best special effects I've seen for like a low budget film or a mid budget film than some of these fucking blockbusters looking at you, Marvel. And it just blew me away. Truthfully, like I, I had just a great time watching this movie from start to finish. Just could not stop watching it. It was just a great, great, great experience. I'll watch it again. It's a movie I'll hold close and dear to my heart. James mentioned a very touching scene that's just so good. There's another one where Michelle Yeoh is is just just traversing through, you know, different worlds at a time and it's just done so well and it man, words just don't do this movie justice. Definitely if I can uh check it out. I I think it's just an amazing watch. I'm going to butcher his name, but Ki Hugh Kwan, who is most notably known for playing short round in the Indiana Jones movie in the temple of doom. And also being in the Goonies, like haven't seen this guy in a movie in years. And he does fantastic. It's like, he's been acting his whole life. Does great. Michelle Yeoh. Fantastic. Uh, just great chemistry, great characters. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, no, I'm glad you finally caught that one. I didn't realize you just watched it <laughs> this last week, yeah. but yeah, it's great. Did you I, see James it in theaters, Neville? Or no? I didn't make, that's why I didn't uh, make it in the theaters. Right after this I know. I, James I, mentioned I totally going, on a, going on a little film run towards the end of the year. I started in my yeah. November and started watching some movies in preparation for this and finished kind of strong this last week. Yeah, no, this movie was my number one for a long time, too. It is one of those movies that is, um, I told everybody to watch. It's just, it's great, man. It's just, it's all the feels, man. Yeah, so that's our top, that's our top 10 individually for 2022 there. So we had some similar ones, we had some different ones, but overall, you know, it's a, I think these are pretty solid lists here, guys. So yeah, I do want to get into just the ugly shit real quick. I want to know, as, because we're going to wrap, wrap into the pot here. Don't worry, everybody. I know we're going real long. But what was your guys' most disappointing film of 2022? Doesn't mean it was the worst movie you saw, because we'll get to that in a second. But what was your most disappointing film? I'll start with you, Nabil. My most disappointing film was actually Thor, Love and Thunder. Terrible movie. Yeah. Yeah, I was expecting... (laughs) That was a film I was expecting to be like, Phase 4 is going to really hype me up. I want to see where this goes. Especially from the previous uh, Ragnarok film, where I was like really you know hyped up for this. So, it didn't give me any of that. They really underutilized Christian Bale, which is what the bigger upsetting mode is, is that he's such a good actor, and he could have been used so much better as that, that character, and they didn't really use him. Like, there's only a couple key scenes with him. So... Yeah, the the film didn't deliver at all where I wanted it to be. Makes sense. Uh, What about you, uh, Marco? What say you, sir? For me, most disappointing film was Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Another Marvel. You know what? Hold on real quick. I'm going to alley up with you here. Mine was also Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. (laughs) Marvel, man. Uh, Truth be told, I can probably insert any Marvel film into this uh, category, but... True. This is the one, this one too. We were told that this would be the one that really like would change things in the MCU. And we were sold a bunch of fucking lemons. And Dude. the fact that there's another movie on our top 10 list that handles the multiverse a lot better than with a big budget Marvel film. That's just fucking yeah. sad. Hands down, man. Dude, and these two, these two guys, Thor and Dr. Strange, they're, they're the, fu- they're the A-listers, man. 
Like, dude, yeah. Yeah. for real? It is definitely one of those things, man, where like the, the lead in was more exciting than the actual movie because there was all these like yeah. rumors of like what was going to be in this movie. And I was like, oh, my God, that's going to be fucking crazy. Right. And I was like, oh, my God, there's all these cameos and blah, blah. Dude, they go to like one fucking multiverse. And I was like, wait, that yep. didn't seem like a multiverse of madness. <laughs> so <laughs> not at all. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was. um, Yeah, it was one of those things. And by the end, I was like. It's supposed to be more like a horror film, right? And then I was like, not really. It was like, but they didn't go dude. far enough. Yeah. They didn't no. lean enough into one side like, or the I other. I can't even get undead Doctor Strange at one point, but I'm like, that's not really, that's not horror. I mean, nope. Just a fucking alternate skin, right? I'm like, shit. Mm. Yeah. All right. So, uh, worst film. Fuck it. I, 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 I hate ragging on films for you know, being terrible, but we're not making like a top 10 worst one or anything like that. We're just, you know. What was the worst movie you saw of last year, DeBill? Well, I'm okay to rag on this film, and it's Disney's Pinocchio. Like that film was just bad. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't. Tom, I'm sorry. I love Tom Hanks, but he was terrible in this film. Pinocchio was bad. Just, the, the, I don't. I know you, you guys kind of made comment that you enjoyed how the amb- ambiguity of the ending was. I didn't like any of that. I just I was like, we're gonna do it shot for shot. You know, let's just do what the film was. They already did it perfectly, so let's keep it going. But the original animated film. So they didn't do any of that. It's just, I don't know. I don't know why they made the film like this. Wow. I don't know why they even wanted to We'll just put a film. shirt up. He's wearing a shirt that says, fuck Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. I and, I, and I love Robert wow. Zemeckis. Okay. But wow. Okay. This is a bad movie. He's like, Zach needs to go back to the future. Sorry. <laughs> uh, what about you, Marco? What was your worst film? For me, it was easily 3,000 years of longing. Fuck okay. this movie, dude. I wish I could take that time back in my life, and I can't. And every time I think of that movie, I just get in a very bad mood. I'm just like, wait, stop what you just said there. That's how I feel about every fucking superhero film. Now you know how I feel, Marco. Yeah, that's how you felt this year (laughs) for sure. Time we have to do one of these movies, I'm like, fuck me. So just hold on to that thought and let it die inside you. (laughs) And never, ever make me watch one again. (laughs) Yeah. I this movie like I just I yeah I it I was a struggle to watch this movie. I just I wasn't interested. I didn't care about the characters. There wasn't really much development for any character. Even with fucking flashbacks in the movie, I'm like and, and I care because I Yeah, I just, we talked oh. about it in the, the pod. They yeah. should have shot it that way probably. Like Yeah, I, it was just but. uninteresting, man. It's like a boring way to tell a story and I never. If you want to torture me, make me watch this movie on repeat. I'll t- I'll t- I'll break. I'll tell you anything you want. That's there. You know my weakness now. <laughs> I mean, man, I've seen way worse movies. I guess this year because that one was okay to me. Even Pinocchio. Yeah, was okay I was okay with the film. Oh, really? You like Pinocchio? Yeah, was... Like mm, okay, Pinocchio's okay. I mean, I would not... rather watch Pinocchio on repeat. Like I got little nieces and nephews. They probably line. they probably would think Pinocchio is okay to knowing that that's true and shit. Yeah. Just to tell you the truth, but I saw this horror movie called Uma that was fucking terrible back in February. Uma. <laughs> yes, U M M A. It's with oh um, Sandra O. Oh. Yeah, Sandra O's in it, and I fell asleep three, four times during it in the theaters. Woke up twenty minutes in. I, I didn't know what was going on. It is so fucking boring. Not scary at all. At the end, I, I was even falling asleep during like the end part, like trying to get to the credits. I was like, come on, we can make this. We can make this. <laughs> it is the most boring fucking movie I saw last year. It was either this or Morbius. So like, take your pick. I fell asleep during Morbius too. Just let you know. 
So I woke up at one point during Morbius and he was fighting another guy and I was like, all right. So I'm just like, <laughs> that happened. I'm like, shit, I don't remember this part at all. Even Mikey was like, dude, you're snoring. I was like, fuck. So I made again. this one better. Yeah. I was like, no. It's um, happening. Yeah. I was like, someone help me, please. My friend's not here. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Uma, do not watch it. I think it's on Netflix right now. Don't watch it. it it's so fucking bad, dude. It's 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 terrible. Just like you know. I gotta ask, would you rather watch that or Morbius? I'd watch Morbius probably. I've seen Morbius right. twice. I think. Good, <laughs> oh because he fell asleep the first time, so it doesn't yeah, really count. So I went back to watch the part I missed. I missed I'm like, maybe lying. I was wrong. Nah, I never missed mind. thirty minutes of that movie, so I was like, oh, I gotta watch this fuck. Because I won't write a review if I, I fall asleep during a movie normally. Like Venom, when I first saw the first Venom, I, Bill and Mark, Marco was the only one that stayed awake. Actually, <laughs> it did. I yeah, everyone for like an fell asleep hour during that movie. So that was like a movie I didn't write a review for like a year because I was like, I technically didn't watch it. So any goal watching for the next year that you guys are doing? Are you guys want to watch more movies, less movies? What, what I mean, movies that make you feel good. I'll start it out. I think it's just going to be pretty much the same for me this year. To tell you the truth, watch what I want to watch. He's like, I'm living that life of whatever. Yeah, however. I'm getting tired of depressing movies, so I, I tend not to watch as many depressing ones anymore, just because I'm like, mm, I don't want to feel sad. There's a lot of, I will agree, there's a lot of um, sad movies <laughs> that's out there. That's the ones lot, that you dude. feel like, yeah, like, you, they're like, you got to see this, and I'm like, I don't know I if I'm in the watch, mood yeah, for this. I'm like, mm, I don't feel like, uh, feeling like a piece of shit after this, so yeah, I'm just going to roll with whatever the fuck I want to do here. Mm-hmm. So. I get that completely. Yeah, I understand. Um, I'd say for me um, this year I want to go into the cinema more I think I'm ready to just like see these films in the theaters I'm ready to spread my wings baby because a lot of it I just watch streaming and the ones that I enjoyed the most were the ones that I got the chance to see in the theaters were those movies Um, I gotta ask though Nabil were those movies that you were (laughs) contemplating seeing in the theaters yeah some of them yeah I I wanted to be able to see I couldn't catch them or um you know, I, I, it was too late by that time when I heard all the buzz from it, and I was like, it's, I, "I missed my window." Because yeah. everything is coming up. I, I love the fact that everything's coming to streaming um, quicker. It's great, but I do want to be able to enjoy it. And we just actually opened up uh, our new Alamo Draft House really close to me now, so I think I'm going to get one of those subscription services to there. And nice, that's really you know, cool. Really if kind of enjoying. If there was one closer to me, that. I would do it. But San Francisco is a little deep to do. Yeah, that's I, kind of I don't know why the bill was uh, waving a gun the whole time he was saying that, but okay. <laughs> you got to protect yourself. What movie do you guys think? Just kidding. What movie do you guys think? Huh? Yeah. He said, "Hell or high water, I'm going to watch a movie." <laughs> no, just kidding. Sorry. No, but I mean, really, I think I'm going to try to go to the theaters at least. Um, once or twice, uh, hopefully a week, a but if not, at least oh, once a week, week, you know. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't see as many in theaters, but I still have my pass, so it's 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 definitely one of those things where uh, it helps when, especially when there's like a chain of these movies. I'm like, ooh, creepy. Uh, what yeah. about you, Marco? Anything different? Anything more you want to do? Um, similar to Nabil, I'm gonna try to go to the theater a little bit more. I felt like I I got a little too lax because you know a lot of movies still were released in streaming within like a few weeks or a month or sometimes even at the same time. So made it a little a easier them, yeah. for me. Yeah. Made it easier for me not to push to, to go, but I feel like I, I want to go you know, a little bit more to the movie theaters and, and experience it. The ones I did see in theaters, I did enjoy a lot for the most part. And nice. Not just for for movies, but f- you know, for me, you know, move forward, 
new new year new me type thing i'm always tend to be less open about who i am on the pod so maybe i'll start sharing a little bit more with you guys just remember marco when you when you do go that when you wear your trench coat you should actually have clothes underneath it it's 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 not okay hard to build It's really yeah, hard. The oh, temptation is there. I got dark. I don't know. I don't know where he's going. Temptation like, for yourself. Like, I'm like, is, is back about to make a, an active shooter joke? I'm like, like Jesus like, Christ, dude! What the geez. fuck? Bill, like, Am I just wearing a hoodie right now, Bill, or am I wearing my? I don't know. What you wearing, yeah, the, Marco, are you wearing a bottom there? We don't know if you are. So <laughs> uh, let me blink twice and have you guys just guess. <laughs> oh, just oops! <laughs> I need to go stand up and stretch <laughs> real quick. Yeah, but just kind of. You know, little little life improvement here and there doesn't help. So, and I'll move that with it. the pod as well, and just try to you know push myself to go out and support some of these artists out there. Definitely sounds good. So, with that being said, though, guys, what is your most anticipated film of 2023? I'm gonna let you guys know mine first, just because I want to go first. Mine is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Will it be good? Who fucking knows. Nice. The title's not that good. I got no faith in um, Disney, but uh, James Mangold's directing it. So, um, yeah. So that was my anticipated movie. What about you, Nabil? What's your most anticipated movie of next year? Uh, No surprise here. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. I am Mm. uh, thoroughly excited to see that film. The trailers look amazing. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, the, The stunt that they showed already looks wild. So, you know, I I can't I don't yeah. even know what to expect from it. It's just going to be a good time. I know that. Yeah, for sure. who knows? Who knows? I mean, the last one was intense. And I mean, all this promo that Tom Cruise has been doing is insane. What he's been literally yeah. showing. So, yeah. What about you, Marco? Mine is 80 for Brady. Really? Okay. I was like, that movie I mean, looks fucking I'm probably going to watch it, but that looks terrible. See, that's a no, movie no, I would I'm not see in theaters because I'm like, no, I'm, I'm fine. Definitely not going to see that. No, uh, for me, this is tough, but it's Creed 3. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Super, yeah. super fucking excited. It's Michael B. Jordan taking the helm as director. Um, the trailer really piqued my interest and... Yeah, super stoked for this one. Okay, so that's the end of the pod. Podcast number 141. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, feedback, response, reviews. It's always, like we talk about, it's great that you guys always give us a heads up on it or reach out to us. 2022 was a great year. 2023 is um, we're anticipating even better. So, uh, Marco, let them know how they can reach us. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Pod. Also, if you use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Music, or Newsly, smash that subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode. As James was saying, rate us, review us, comment, tell your friends about us, hack their phones. No, I'm just kidding. Just ask them for the password and just subscribe. Easy peasy. They won't even notice. And then... You know, you're with us for life. Yeah, you'll be like, oh wait, what the hell is this? New episode. Oh, oh I guess I'll <laughs> I guess I'll listen to it. Right? So. <laughs> so tune in next time. We're gonna be doing a special episode here. I guess it's super special because this will be the only time we talk about Breaking it. Breaking news. Breaking news before we started the pod, this show was actually just canceled, but fuck it. Whoops. Creator of, you know, we, we really enjoyed Dark, so this is the their new their their 
new show? Question mark. Maybe we should have seen this when <laughs> yeah. it came out, guys. Maybe we're the problem. 1889. I know we talked about it before. That's the Netflix show that came out. Um, unfortunately, it was just canceled. I don't know if that it's going to get chopped around or not, but we will be doing um, a review of the whole season. We're going to be re- uh, watching that. So we are giving ourselves a little more time. I know we normally do every other week. We are giving ourselves three weeks to do this one three weeks because yep. i mean they're like i think there's 10 episodes hour each maybe eight episodes hour each so that's quite a bit of time to throw in here it gives us a little january start of the year break too so um netflix just making those <laughs> right decisions huh yeah so until then though this is james and marco and nabil have a great one